0: You're listening to a Sunday service podcast from First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. We're a faith community committed to racial justice, a place where we practice a deep and authentic welcome, where we listen deeply to where love is calling us next, and a place where with humility, courage, and compassion, we act for justice in the world. To learn more, please visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org. Good morning, everybody. My name is Jen Crow.
1: I'm one of the ministers here at First Universalist Church, and I am so, so glad that you are here with us today. Every time we gather, whether it's online or in person, I am reminded of how good it feels to remember that we are not alone. Even if you're listening in your car or on the bus or on a walk by yourself, you are not alone. We are in this life together, and it is so much better when we do things together. We are more creative, more full of love, more full of joy, more capable of creating liberation for ourselves and each other when we are in it together, navigating all of these cycles of life. So welcome, welcome to this community where you are wanted and worthy and known as whole, just as you are. Welcome with all of your identities and life experiences, your gifts and your challenges. We are so glad that you're here. Welcome back to Lauren Wyatt, our Director of Children, Youth, and Family Ministries, who has returned from her two-month sabbatical. Welcome to Glenn Thomas, Dr. Glenn Thomas Rideout, our new Director of Worship Arts, who has joined us on staff this week. We have been waiting for you, and we're so glad you're here. And you will get to begin to experience the depth of his gifts, of his spiritual depth and creativity uh, this morning as he blesses us in song in the service. And for all of us, welcome to this community where for over 160 years, in the universalist spirit of love and hope, we have been giving and receiving and growing together. This is who we are. This is what we are about. We are people who welcome, affirm, and protect the light in each human heart. We are people who listen deeply to where love is calling us next. And with humility and courage and compassion, we work for justice, creating a more just world. We do all of this as a faith community committed to ending all forms of oppression and especially working toward racial justice. This is a life we invite you into when you journey with us and this is the spirit that is alive in our worship today. Just a reminder that next Sunday on August 15th, um, those of us who are here and able and wanting to will gather in person at Lake Lake Harriet Banshell for our Sunday service at 10 a.m. This is a great opportunity for folks to come to meet Dr. Glenn Thomas Rideout in person, which will be very exciting, and to see and experience all of us in this worship team working together, sharing and blending all of our gifts. The service will be posted, a recording of it later that day online because of the limited internet and uh, accessibility there for our tech stuff, we have to post a recording rather than live streaming. So we hope you'll check out the service, whether you're with us in person that day or online later in the afternoon. As we prepare our hearts and minds and bodies, all of ourselves for this time together, let's settle in to this time and space. Let's settle into our bodies. So as is our practice, I'm gonna invite you into three intentional breaths together as we connect over space and time through our shared breath. You can do this any way that works for you I'll let you know how I'm doing it so you can join me if you'd like. I'm gonna take a deep or a smooth breath in and I'm gonna let it out. Gonna breathe in and breathe out. One more.
2: Please join us in saying the words for the lighting of our chalice. Love
1: Love is the the spirit of this church, church, and service service is its law. This is our great covenant, covenant, to dwell together together in peace, to to seek the the truth in in love, love, and and to help help one one another.
2: Thank you. Good morning, everyone. So today's story is about the Great Water Cycle. So uh, there's a family of water drops living in the ocean, little drop, their parents, daddy drop and papa drop, and their little sister drop, and they also have their Aunt Snowflake and their Uncle Sleep and their cousins, Frosty and Hale. So one sunny day, as they're all playing near the surface of the ocean, Little Drop starts to feel itself rising into the air, and they start to become afraid. "Uh, Papa, Daddy, what's happening? They shouted. And Daddy Drop says, oh, don't be afraid, Little Drop. We're evaporating. This is part of the Great Water Cycle. It's okay. So they rose miles and miles into the sky and joined millions of other drops to make a cloud. And then the wind started to blow and it blew the cloud over some land and little drop said, what's happening now? Where are we going? Why can't we stay over the ocean? Papa drop said, everything changes, but it's okay. Look at how beautiful it is down there. And Little Drop looked down and saw canyons and prairies and forests and farmlands, mountains and waterfalls and all kinds of animals they had never seen before. And Little Drop was awestruck by the beauty of the earth and said, I hope we can stay up here forever. Just then the cloud began to approach a mountain and Aunt Snowflake said, uh, you all will probably fall here. We're gonna go a little further north to fall. We'll see you in a few weeks. And she just say fall, said Little Drop. Yes, said Daddy Drop, we're going to become rain. That's the only way we can get back to the ocean. Don't worry, it won't hurt. And just then they all started to shiver I like this, Little Drop said, it's too cold, said Sister Drop. Because when water drops get too cold, the sky can't hold them anymore. Soon they were all falling rain back down to the earth. And Little Drop plopped onto the leaf of a maple tree and Little Sister Drop landed beside them. "'Where are Daddy and Papa?' she said. "'I'm scared.' "'Hmm,' said Little Drop. "'Let's swim to that creek and find them.' So they joined together, and they swam from puddle to puddle until they reached the creek. And they babbled along with the creek until it joined a river. And they saw lots of other drops there, but not their parents. And as they flowed down the river, they saw houses and boats and people fishing. Suddenly. They were sucked into a pipe on the side of the river. They swirled and swirled through water pumps and more pipes until suddenly they passed through a faucet and fell into a sink of dirty dishes. They thought that sink was a water park wonderland. They slid down those plates and splashed the bubbles at each other. But before long, the plug was pulled and they swirled and swirled around and down the drain and passing through all of those pipes. It was the longest water slide in the world. And when the ride ended, they found themselves dumped back into the river. Eventually, they passed a lighthouse towering over a harbor. They were back in the ocean. Daddy Drop splashed over in a wave with Papa Drop and they looked across across the water and there was Aunt Snowflake and Uncle Sleet and their cousins Frosty and Hail. and Little Drop said, I didn't know if I would ever see you all again. Change can be scary, said Papa Drop. It isn't easy and it isn't always fun, but change is our nature, said Papa Drop. If we accept change and don't resist it, it makes it a little easier and we may discover beauty we never knew existed. Well, Little Drop learned to enjoy being warmed up by the sun and looked forward to his trips into the sky and back down. He loved his many adventures in the water cycle. So that's our story about the water cycle. Next, we'll hear our director of worship arts, Glenn Thomas Rideout, singing breaths.
3: Listen, 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 listen. More often to think than to be. Tis the ancestor's breath when the fire's voice is heard. To do more to
4: here a moment, friends. Let that gorgeous, gorgeous music continue to wash over you. Let the breath of the song resonate with your breath. Stay here. I invite you to notice your breath wherever you feel it most. Notice if you don't feel it anywhere. Know that it is still there. Inhale. Exhale. Our breath mingling with the breath of our ancestors who are all around us. Join me, if you'd like, in taking a breath in and releasing it with some sound. Breathe in. Ah. And again, breathe in. (sighs) Keep going if that feels good. Close your eyes, feel your breath as it moves in and out of your body. Rest in that good feeling of making some noise, of allowing your breath to have shape and resonance. If you want, you could turn off the computer and spend the next 30 minutes breathing like this. That would be okay. That could be your prayer today. Spirit of life. Spirit of love. Breath that moves within us and among us and beyond us. Prayer is rooted in gratitude. Betwixt and between all the everything, viruses and the rent due and the fight with your lover and the car's broken and your mom's dying and the young person you've known since birth is changing and the planet's burning and the water of all things needs protecting. And, 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 betwixt and between all the everything, we are here. We are here, here to breathe this breath together, and the next one, and the one after that. Here to bear witness to the miracle of the world, wondering perhaps if we're open enough, vulnerable enough to say yes to the heartbreak and the beauty of it all, to say yes to our role in creating the world we know in our hearts to be possible. Pray that we are. Pray that each of us finds our place in the larger tapestry we weave together. We are grateful this morning for this good earth that holds and sustains us. Everything we are, everything we have, everything we eat or wear or touch or discard, all of it comes from the earth. All of it returns to the earth eventually. Us too. Let's take a moment to feel the reality of that. Take a moment to take in your environment, seeing or feeling or smelling or hearing or touching all of it from the earth. Hold your hands out, if that feels good, down toward the earth, feeling its energy. Letting your energy connect with it. In gratitude for the earth and all that it makes possible, name in your heart aloud or in the chat one thing from the earth for which you are grateful. and friends as with the earth, so too with the sky. If it feels good, turn your faces upward, eyes closed or open, it does not matter. This good earth is embraced by this good air that surrounds it layer upon layer. It receives every breath of everything and gives back so much in return. With our hands raised to the sky, I invite you to name aloud or in the chat, something that you are grateful to the sky for. Roots hold me close, wings set me free. We exist in these two planes above and below, earth and sky, grateful for this life and this chance to live it. There is much that we hold in our hearts this day joy and sorrow and the laundry list of mundane realities that take our time and attention. Let us lay them down together in the circle of care and compassion, knowing that when we hold things together, everyone's load is lighter. I invite you to share in the chat, to speak aloud or or hold in silence those things that are weighing down your spirit today, those griefs that you are carrying, those things that you would share and have held in the embrace of this congregation. Let's take in all that is being shared in the chat. Breathing in and out the sorrows and the griefs and the concerns that we hold together. Grateful the openness and the vulnerability, the loving-kindness that calls forth our compassion, feeling our collective heart grow and swell, feeling the ancestors with us, feeling the earth say, I've got you, feeling the congregation say, We know, too, that life is not all sorrow and concern, but is woven through with joy as well. And so I invite you to share in the chat or aloud or hold in silence those things that are lifting your spirits that we might rejoice with you. There is so much that is lifting our spirits. congregation as we close this time of prayer. We pray that the grip of addiction be loosened, that the weight of oppression be lightened, that joy break through, and that love make every suffering bearable for us all. May it be so, and amen. And now let's sing together Spirit of Life, a song by Carolyn McDade, performed by David Long
3: Spirit of life come unto
1: I so good, I'm noticing how much more in my body or feeling my body connected to my body I am after these 30 minutes together, this intentional breath, seeing your familiar faces, singing the familiar songs, getting the reminders about how roots hold me close and wings set me free and the beauty and openness and joy of the sky up above me. I am here and it feels so good to be right here with all of you. For me, there are some reliable cycles that happen each and every year. Reliable cycles like the water cycle that Amy just shared about a little bit earlier. One of the most reliable cycles for me is that as many of you know, each July my family and I go on a month long road trip. Now, as the kids have been getting older, I have been inviting them to help me plan the trips more and more and to let us know what some of the things they'd like to do are. And I have been doing my best to lean in to their suggestions and say yes more than no and to take some risks myself. So this year, uh, the kids wanted to go jet skiing. Now, for some of you, this might seem like a really simple and fun thing, but if you're me, uh, you would be terrified of speed, uh, something you don't know how to drive or work, and the fact that you'd be the one in the front with the kids on the back. So I was a little scared when they suggested jet skiing as one of the things we might do this summer. And I took a deep breath and I remembered one of my guiding principles from working with kids way back before I ever had any kids, before I ever went to seminary, one of my guiding principles for working with kids was say yes, unless there's a really good reason to say no. So I said yes. And after watching the safety videos, which we all kind of enjoyed because there was a constant reminder in them that while the risk of death and injury could not be completely eliminated, it could be reduced and minimized with reasonable and responsible driving of your personal watercraft, we decided to go ahead. So there we were, and I was really focusing on the reasonable and responsible driving of our personal watercraft. So there we were out in this most beautiful location. We were in North Carolina in the Outer Banks and we were on the sound side of the island and it was a gorgeous day. Perfect temperatures, calm out there on the water. And there we were, uh, me in the front, my 14-year-old right behind me and the 10-year-old behind that. And we all had our life jackets on, so we were spaced a little bit from each other. And we got a few instructions at the dock, but mostly they said, go out and have a good time. So I puttered. Uh, I went quite slow, you could say. Uh, I was like, how about five miles an hour? I don't know, maybe 10 is kind of risky. And we got out there on the water and the kids were screaming in my ear. Come on, mom, let's go, let's go. They were watching the other jet skiers like have a blast, get thrown off, the water spray. And I was puttering along five, 10 miles an hour. And every time I would get freaked out by the sound of the engine or the fact that we were going just a little too fast, I would let go of the throttle and the whole jet ski would stop and we would slam into each other like dominoes there on the back of the jet ski, boom, boom, boom. I was so grateful for the life jackets, not only for my own fear of all of us drowning out there, but also because it gave some padding as we slammed into each other every time I took my hand off the gas. So we did this for about 20 minutes, and then the kids wanted to switch places on the jet ski. So we went slowly back to the dock. And as we approached the dock for them to switch spots, the guy who ran the business came wading out into the water. And I will say my impression of this guy was, I put him right in the category of stoner dude. And stoner dude, who I'm sure has a whole other life and story than what I was assuming, uh, says to me, ma'am, I am sure you aren't gonna wanna hear this, but you're gonna balance a whole lot better if you go faster. It's actually gonna be safer if you speed up. Ugh not what I wanted to hear. Not what I wanted to hear at all. Maybe what my kids wanted to hear. (laughs) So I took another deep breath and followed another one of my guiding principles. Listen to people who know more about something than you do and try what they are suggesting. So we got out there past the buoys and I decided to open it up a little bit with the kids screaming their encouragement right in my ears. All of us, pressed up against each other. I went 10, and then 15, and then 20, and then 25 miles an hour, and it was amazing. The wind was blowing through all of our hair. The spray was washing us over. We could feel the sun, and when we leaned together into the turns, it was the most exhilarating thing I had ever experienced. We still had a few moments when I freaked out because we were going too fast, and boom, 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 we would all slam into each other as I let go of the gas. But it was so worth it. So worth it to be out there on the water with them, having said yes, having listened, having their voices of encouragement right there behind me and us leaning into this adventure together. So this was one of the big learning moments of the summer. I have been keeping this phrase rolling around in my heart and mind and body this phrase that that guy at the dock said about you're going to keep your balance better if you go faster. You're actually going to be safer going faster. And I add on, we had a whole lot more fun going faster. Now, I have been taking that image and those phrases from this summer and pairing them up with another phrase about speed and about living and leadership that has been a central part of how I operate for the last many years. And this second phrase is you have to go slow to go fast. You have to go slow to go fast. You've probably heard me talk about this. This is one central concept for me as I work to dismantle the practices of white supremacy culture that have been kind of baked into me as I've grown up and worked in this culture that going slow is actually good a lot of the time. Investing time in health, in relationship building, in being intentional about the practices and the ways of being and how we are together. That this is the foundation that we build. And from that, we create the larger systems and the way of life we want to build together. So going slow to go fast and doing it together has been an essential part of my life and leadership over these past few years. It requires us learning our whole history, telling the truth in love, taking the time to get to know ourselves and each other's strengths and weaknesses and ways of doing things and leaning in to the harmony we can create when we do things together. So this echoes the work and the words of Adrienne Marie Brown, the author and activist who talks so much and has led us in the ways of fractal living and leadership, right? How we are on the small scale is how we will be on the large scale. What we do in our own lives and in our relationships with each other will shape how we build the world together. You have to go slow to go fast. Now, pair that up with the message I heard on the jet ski this summer, right? that sometimes it's easier to keep your balance. Sometimes it's actually safer and it's often a whole lot more fun to go fast. I've been letting these two things, these two ideas live in tension and they seem kind of perfect to me right now in this moment. They're both true, both and. So here we are navigating these particular days together. So much is changing so quickly in the world, in our community, in our church, in our lives. The impact of climate change is affecting us all as the most vulnerable among us bear the brunt of its impact. COVID-19 continues to shift shape and impact all of us, bringing with it a myriad of questions of what our lives, our communities, our work, our world, will be like. And here at church, so much is changing. The renovations to our building that we have long dreamt about, the renovations that are going to make our building more welcoming, more accessible, more inclusive, more aligned with our values, these changes are coming into being. The physical space of the church is shifting. And I want to show you, I want to bring you in a little bit to what we are experiencing here in the building. Just this past week, it has been so fun to see the materials for the solar panels that are going up on the education wing arrive and get placed up there on top of the building where they're about to be installed. Now, in the next picture, you can see the view of the roof of the education wing. You see the brand new heating and cooling and air handling units that are up there. You see the supplies for the solar panels, all of this in alignment with our values is taking shape here. Then if you head inside the building, you can see the reopened staircase into the social hall. So this is looking from the lower narthex into the social hall. There underneath the walls that were put in place not all that long ago is a grand open staircase, welcoming us in to our times together with light and air and beauty. Here it is in the social hall when you are standing and looking kind of out at the front of the church. I am so excited for how this is taking shape. Now, if you head out of the social hall and you make your way up the stairs to the sanctuary, what you see is that our bathrooms on each of those sides are in fact being remodeled and renovated. (laughs) It's one of my favorite pictures. Then if you head up to the upper Narthex, Just before you enter the sanctuary, there are many of our beloved pews, pews that many of you have sat on, have used to lift yourself up in worship. There they are, waiting to be reinstalled after the hearing loop and the new audiovisual and electric all goes in there. So if you head in, you'll notice there is no more, I'm so sorry, no more mustard yellow carpet in that space. (laughs) I know we won't be missing that. Uh, as we eagerly await the new carpet that will go in, the blue, gray, beautiful carpet. You can see the new chancel that's being built that'll have a ramp at the back and that will make our space really a more inclusive and welcoming and accessible space so that all of us can lead worship when it's our turn and our time. All of us can fully participate in the community. I'm so excited about where things are going. We know, and you know, we couldn't do it without you. It's taken all of us. It is taking all of us. It will continue to take all of us, giving and giving of our time and treasure and talent to make our building the more accessible, more beautiful, more welcoming, more inclusive space and resource, not for just, not for us alone, but for our whole community. It is taking all of us to do this, to build the future we have dreamt about for so long. And physical changes to our building aren't all that is going on here at church, right? This is a season of change in the leadership and on the staff as well. This will be the first fall we turn into in many years without Reverend Justin with us. We are welcoming Dr. Glenn Thomas Rideout to our team as Director of Worship Arts. We're welcoming Lauren Wyeth back as Director of Children, Youth and Family Ministries. Soon we'll be welcoming a new building and office manager to our staff. And at the end of this week on Friday, we'll be welcoming Grace Neighborhood Nursery School to come in and share the space with us and to be a resource for the community. All of this is happening. All of this is happening as we are also preparing to transition to being together, both in person and online in our Sunday services and religious education programming in just about a month. So much is happening. So this is the backdrop of our lives at church and also in the world. There is ever-shifting information. There are changes at church, in the community, for many of us in the schools that our kids are attending this year. There's a changing climate. There's changing information and reality about our community health and our individual health. And all of that is pressed right up next to the exhilaration and the joy we can feel as we see our lives, our community, beginning to align more and more with our values. Joy and exhilaration, challenge and change, all of it, all of it pressed up together. It's the both and, it's the tension where we live and the tension of spiritual living, of constantly striving to align our actions, how we are in the world with our deepest values. That is the challenge, the tension, the lifelong practice that is spiritual living, aligning how we are and what we do with what we believe and what we long for. So this is what we are about. And we are holding all of it together. We're holding, you have to go slow to go fast. You have to take the time to build relationships, to tend to our bodies and our health, to create communities, communities of accountability and unconditional love and friendship, communities of learning and growth of giving and receiving. We have to go slow, dismantling the practices and the ways of being that harm us all and actively choosing to go in the direction that support us and that end oppression, create liberation and true community. We go slow, telling the whole story about our history and our lives. We live in love, naming our values and sharing what we put our trust in. We do all of this together. We do all of this together dreaming, identifying the questions that help bring us clarity, the principles we will follow, and then letting them lead us with speed. I thought it might be helpful to share a few of the guiding principles or questions that I use. You've already heard two of them. Say yes, especially to children, unless there's a really good reason to say no. Listen to people who know more about something than you do and follow their wisdom. There are a few others I use for when I have decisions to make. Maybe the first one is Will this choice open my heart? Will it lead to more love? even if it will also lead to more pain. Will this choice open my heart? Will it lead to more love? How is this decision or a way of being I'm engaged in, how is it breaking down practices and patterns that that oppress us all? And how can I make a decision that will lead to more liberation and joy for us all? Am I being as transparent and true as I can be with myself and others? Am I leading or living from fear or from faith? These are a few of the questions, guiding principles I use for decision-making in my life and in leadership here at church. And I do this in community. I bring these questions and my answers to my mentors, my friends, my colleagues, to this church community, to the leadership team here. I speak and I listen and I let in new information, new ideas, challenges, and affirmations. It is together that we are able to be our best selves, to have the support and challenge we need to grow together. You have to go slow to go fast. And then once you have taken the time to go slow for me, for us as a community, we took the time to go slow with our building, just as one example, dreaming the dreams, gathering the resources, choosing our guiding principles and questions, not for ourselves alone, building an inclusive future. This is what we're about, not just in our building, but in our way of being together, not for ourselves alone. We are building an inclusive future, we are building the world we have been dreaming about. And it is going fast now. It is going fast and I am feeling the exhilaration and the joy. So friends, let's lean in together. Let's go slow where we need to. And then let's enjoy going fast and getting to experience this community, coming in to a way of being. That we have so longed for. May it be so.
2: Amen.
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting our ministry. Text FIRSTUNIV, that's F I R S T U N I V to 73256 to make your gift. To learn more, visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org.